Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of Bulldog Drummond called Bookstore. We're not sure when it first aired. That's the way it began. Crack of lightning, a roll of thunder. And then the heavens opened and the rain fell in torrents. I scurried to cover under a storefront canopy and waited for a break in the weather. The store was one of those curious little bookshops you find in the narrow streets of lower Manhattan. I was looking over the titles of the books in the cluttered, ill-lit window when from behind me I heard her voice. I beg your pardon. I turned to see what the storm had cast my way. Right then and there, I was struck with the spectacular truth of the old adage relating to what an ill wind blows. She was blonde, blue eyes, young, and more than adequately proportioned. Please, I wonder if you'd do me a favor. Uh, that all depends. Uh, what is it you... Put your arms around me. Uh, put my arms... Uh, what? Please, hold me quickly. Uh, but I... Uh, coming now. Uh, who? What, what are you... Please talking? don't ask questions, just do as I tell you. Can't you do that for me? Uh, well, very well, I... I must. I'll force myself. Uh, how's this? Tighter. Uh, as you say, this uh, all right? You mustn't see my face. Kiss me. This becomes increasingly mysterious and uh, interesting. Here he comes. Kiss me. Hurry. Um, these things shouldn't be rushed, however, under the circumstances. <clears throat> You can let me go now. He went by. Thanks very much. Uh, we, um, we hardly know each other. Is it necessary? I take it then that I'm any old port in the storm. You've been very helpful. Well, uh, for identification's sake, just in case you should run into this mooring again, I go under the name of Drummond, Captain Hugh Drummond. Um, I didn't get your name. I didn't give it. What about the man who was following you? Who was he? I don't know. I don't believe you. Where do we go from here? In that bookstore. Both of us? Uh-huh. There's a book I want you to pick out for me. Uh, you haven't been very open with me. What makes you think I'll continue to be helpful? Oh, you will. I have a gun. Well. And you can see it's aimed right at your heart. You have everything straight? Yes. The book is called The Lonely Trail. It's on the shelf at the back of the store. That's right. Here comes the proprietor. Good evening. Rather debatable. But it's comfortable in here, sir. A little uh, close. Are you looking for something in particular? No. Uh, no, we're just browsing around. I see. Well, go right ahead. If I can be of any help, just call. If the opportunity presents itself, I most certainly will. I told you not to try any monkey business. You can't kill me for trying, or can you? That depends on you. You go back there and get that book. I'll be standing right here by the window. And remember, you won't be out of my sight for a second. I walk to the back of the shop. As I went, I looked back over my shoulder. 
She was standing there, her eyes fixed on me, her hand in her coat pocket. The lonely trail. There it was in the circulation section. It was crammed tight between two other volumes. I pulled it down off the shelf. It seemed to be an ordinary enough book. I riffled the pages quickly. Nothing dropped out. Now, what was this all about? Then, I felt someone standing next to me. Good book? Uh, I beg your pardon? I said, is it a good book? I don't know. It was recommended to me in a rather odd fashion. That's right. Can you do me a favor? I'm in a bit of a jam. Uh, it's over this book. What kind of a jam? Well, uh, if you'll turn around, you'll notice there's a young lady. What young lady? The one standing near the front window. There's nobody there near the window. What? Oh, oh, she's gone. All right. What is this? Uh, believe me, uh, there was a young lady there a moment ago. And frankly, it's a great relief to see her gone. She had an automatic pointed at me. An automatic, huh? Like this? Yes, just, uh... Oh, you too. All right. Now walk out of the store ahead of me. And no tricks. Would you mind telling me what this is all about? Sit down, I said. Now, go ahead and give me the story. But I've told you everything. Believe me, I, I was standing under that store canopy when the young lady came along. No. I said I wanted it straight. Oh. Where do you fit in it? Where? I told you I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, come on. Give me the story. Give it to me, stupid. Or else I'll the blind face of yours right out of your eyes. making a mistake. There's nothing I can tell you. This going over you're giving me won't do any good. Oh, no? If you'll just permit me to show you my identification. Get your hand out of that pocket. Yes, I said. Put your hand down. Now, stand up. Come on, get up. Now, turn around. Face the wall. Now, get this. I'm giving you one more chance. Just one more chance. If you don't open up now, I'm getting it out of you the hard way. And when I'm through, maybe you won't do any talking ever. I told you I haven't the faintest idea what you want from me. Okay. Then maybe this will give you the idea. I felt a tearing pain in the back of my neck. A low, dull, buzzing sound danced in my ears. I went spinning downward in a thousand black circles. Down and down and down. Then... I hit something soft and bouncy, and I started up through the black well of circles. The strange buzzing in my ears dissolved into a more familiar sound. My eyes slowly opened. I was in an auto. It was a taxi. Oh. Coming around, huh? Oh, what? Feeling better, bud? Well, alive, anyway. Where, where are we, driver? Central Park. Some of that stuff they pass out for whiskey can be awful rugged, can it? Uh, tell me, how, how did I get in this cab? Friend of yours, I guess. He handed me a couple of bucks and told me to take you two stews for an airing. Uh, two? Yeah, you and your chum back there. 
I looked at the seat beside me. There was someone slumped in the corner against the armrest. I pulled the hat back from his face. It was the fellow who had pushed me around in the room. How's your pal doing back there? My pal wasn't doing very well. My pal was dead. He's still out, huh? Uh, yes, yes, quite. Maybe you want to take him someplace and sober him up, huh? Um, uh, 643 West 69th Street, driver. I- I'm taking him home with me. I've been waiting for you over two hours. Where have you been, sir? Believe it or not, Denny, I was delayed by a kiss. <laughs> a likely story. Just look at you, my... I got off lucky. Look at him. What? Uh, this gentleman stretched out on the floor here. Oh, dear. Who is he? I don't know. There wasn't any identification in his clothes. Well, where did he come from? I thought it wise to bring him home with me, Denny. From the looks of things, it might have appeared as if I'd done it. Did what? Murdered him. He, he's dead, sir. Very dead, Denny. Oh, dear. Here, help me lift him inside. Uh, yes, but... Come uh, along, Denny. Hurry, oh. before someone walks through this corridor. Ready? Yes, sir, but hardly willing. Let's go. Really, Captain Drummond, things have come to a pretty pass. Finding corpses is bad enough, but bringing one home as a guest, well, really... It'll only be a brief stay, Denny, I promise you. We'll take him in the living room. All right, now. Put him down on the sofa. What do we do now, sir? First, I'm going to check on his identity. I want you to take a set of his fingerprints. And then I'll have Inspector Hogan make a check for me. You're going to tell Hogan we have a corpse here? Not until I get a report on the prints, Denny. And then... Oh, sir. What's the matter? Oh, my. Denny, what is it? The young lady, sir. What young lady? The one who's waiting to see you. She said it was very important. I had her wait in the library. Maybe she overheard us bring him in here. What did she want to see me about? Well, she was very indefinite, sir, but persistent. She merely made mention of a book she said you would be interested in. The title was, uh, now let me see, something like uh, The Lonesome... uh... No, no, the... Uh... The Lonely Trail? Yes, that's it, sir. The young lady, Denny, is she blonde, about 26, very attractive? Oh, very. She's in the library now? Yes, sir. Show her in, Denny, show her in. Here? Certainly. Well, but that corpse, you're going to let her see it? That's my intention. Oh, very well, sir. Denny opened the door. This way, miss. Captain Drummond is in here. Presently, I saw her standing there in the doorway, the young lady of the bookshop. I knew it would be she, yet somehow her presence was a minor shock to me. But not quite the shock that was to come. Hers. I'll return to our story in just a moment. The young lady of the bookshop was walking toward me. I stood before the sofa, blocking the corpse from her view. I stood there and waited in silence. Captain Drummond, I had to see you. I had to explain to you why I did what I did. Well, go ahead. See, I'm being blackmailed. It's been a nightmare. 
My husband, Paul Altman, is overseas in Belgium. He'd been away for a long time, and I became friendly with another gentleman. It was perfectly innocent. But a photograph was sent to me in the mail one day. It was taken while Alan and I were dancing. My husband is very jealous. And your husband might take that photograph in the wrong light. Yes. Then I received another letter this morning. And it said that I should go to that bookstore. And in a copy of The Lonely Trail, I'd find another print of that picture. And directions where I could go to buy the negative. I see. Uh, Mrs. Altman, will you come this way, please? I want to show you something. That body on the sofa there. Oh. That's what I meant by the murder. Do you recognize him? Yes. Yes, he was the man who was following me. I'll get it, Denny. You stay here with Mrs. Altman. Yes, sir. Yes? Evan Brown? Yes. I'd like to look through your apartment. My apartment? Why? I'm looking for a girl. I see. And what makes you think the girl you're looking for is inside? She was back to this building. I'm under checking the other apartments. My name is Wilson. Your agent. That's right. Now, do I get a look inside? Come in. Thanks. Do you mind telling me why the Treasury Department is interested in the young lady you're looking for? We're out to break up a counterfeit ring. Looks like she's tied up in it. I see. Well, there's a Mrs. Altman inside. Altman, hmm? What's she look like? You'll see in a moment, Mr. Wilson. This way, please. Look out, sir! She... Denny, what in the deuce is the matter with you? Oh, be careful, sir. She'll shoot. Why are you holding your hands in the air? Uh, that Altman woman, can't you see? She has a gun in my back. Hey, what is this? Put your hands down, Denny. She's gone. Uh, what? Damn, plays a trick smart. She must have gone out through the rear entrance. Which way, Drummond? Through that door, then turn left. She won't get far this time. Let me know when you catch her, will you, Wilson? Right, it'll be a pleasure. Dear, I'm sorry, sir. I never expected... Oh, that's all right, Denny. As Miss Wilson says, she plays her tricks smart. Uh, who was she, that uh, Mr. Wilson? The Treasury Department seems to have an interest in Gene Altman, too, Denny. He's one of their agents. Now, tell me what happened in here. Well, sir, the moment you left the room, she whipped out a gun and she made me go through that corpse's coat. There was a book in the pocket. She took the book and then made me face the door. She stood behind me and said if I budged, she'd shoot. So that's what she was after, the book. Yes, and she got it. A book, Denny, but not the one she was after. Oh, but, sir, I handed it to her. That was a duplicate copy. What? Yes. On the way home, I stopped to pick up an extra copy of The Lonely Trail. The one Mrs. Altman seems to prize so much is right here in my pocket. You wait here, Denny. Oh, no, sir. I'm going with you. That bookshop has plunged you into enough trouble tonight, sir. Very well, then, if you insist. Come on. Something special you want? Yes, information. Well, this is a bookshop, as you can see. It's information about a book. A rare edition? The Lonely Trail. I'm interested in finding out the last borrower. I'm sorry, sir, but that information is a matter of our files. Uh, we're not disposed to release such data. You know, it would be an easy matter for me to have the chief inspector down here. Oh, please. Well, that won't be necessary. Uh, this way, please. Uh, the files are over in my desk. 
It is. A lonely trail. It was barred last by a Mr. John Diamond at 331 Elm Street, apartment 4B. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, no, thank you. That's all for now. Come on, Denny. Yes, sir. Mean. A code to this book, The Lonely Trail. What? 
There's a message for us in this, and I'm sure it's far more exciting than the actual literary content. Get out your pencil, Denny. The code message is given by page and letter number. Ready? Ready, sir. Page two. Page nine, tenth word, first letter. L. L. Page sixteen, fifth word, third letter. Yes, I have that letter. The letter H. Go ahead, sir. That's all, Denny. Read it back. Oh. Uh, Altman arrives, New York, on freighter S.S. Granton, 24. Get to him before his wife. They plan a switch. To Grantham, tomorrow night. Oh, I, I don't get it, sir. What kind of a switch do you suppose it refers to? I'm not sure, Denny. But we're going to be down at the docks when the Granton ties up tomorrow night. And you can look forward to seeing some familiar faces. Now, never mind. You wanted those stones for yourself. 
Okay, you're going to have them. For a while. What? You wanted the heart, those diamonds. All right, so I'll give you a break. You can die with them on. But I... I stand back, both of you. Stand back so I can get a good look at those double-crossing faces of yours when you get it. Yeah. That's it. Drop that gun. Come it. Drop it, I said. Get it, Denny. With pleasure, sir. He, he was going to kill us. He was... Yes, yes, we heard everything outside. Everything we wanted to hear. Sorry to break up your party, Matthews. How did you know? How did you get here? To be quite frank, Matthews, I rather expected you to show up at the dock tonight with your Treasury Agent Act. There was only one thing to spoil it for you. A matter of fingerprints. A check through the FBI showed that the fingerprints of the unidentified corpse in my apartment were those of Charles Wilson, a real Treasury agent working undercover on a diamond smuggling syndicate. After I was knocked out, you killed Wilson, Matthews, just as you killed John Diamond. I got nothing to say. You got to prove that. That won't be hard. And to get back to that book, The Lonely Trail, for a moment. There's a trail awaiting all of you. And it's a lonely, dreary trail. Because each of you is going to walk it alone. I'll be back in just a moment to tell you... The Bulldog Drummond stories follow Captain Hugh... Bulldog Drummond, a wealthy former World War I officer of the fic fictional Loamshire Regiment, who after the war spends his newfound leisure time as a private detective. The radio program was a typical private detective show featuring murders, counterfeiters, blackmail, etc. And Drummond showed his tenacity, like a bulldog, to solve the crime. The show was based on a series of novels published from 1920 to 1954 by Cyril McNeil. Between the two world wars, Drummond became the most beloved f fictional character since Sherlock Holmes. Captain Hugh Drummond was the hero of 17 novels in more than 20 films, stage plays, and BBC radio programs. Drummond is a proto-James proto Bond figure. Ian Fleming, creator of James Bond, acknowledged that Drummond was an influence on Bond. This radio program is based more on the movies of the 1930s than the original novels. The role of Captain Hugh Drummond was played by George Caloris, Santos Ortega, and Ned Weaver. Weaver played Drummond the longest. His partner, Denny, was played by Everett Sloan and Louis Van Ruten. Frequent, frequent guests were Agnes Moorhead and Ray Collins. The series was produced and directed by Hyman Brown, the creator of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.